or someone you know have an acquired brain injury and needs help with their sleep. Hello, my successful and healthy earthlings, Mihaela Ragush here, naturopath and founder of the Natural Health Podcast. Today, I will share with you a little bit more about ABI and sleep. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you an opportunity to join our health and success oriented community by joining the Natural Health Newsletter by clicking the link below. And Welcome to the Natural Health Podcast, where we bring awareness to sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Health Podcast is perfect for the high-performing, business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for What Would I Do? In today's episode of Natural Health Podcast, we discuss this week's question. All questions are kept confidential. I read them and answer them as if it was me, hence why it's called What Would I Do? The information provided is not to be taken as advice, and it's only for information purposes only. I'm not here to cure, treat, or provide medical advice, I'm here to educate and inform you so you're able to take steps towards optimal health. Please discuss any medical issues or changes with your healthcare professional. Let's get into today's question. I had someone write in, and this was such a good question, absolutely love it, and I had to do a bit of research for this one because it's so intriguing and there's so much to it. So these 10 minutes, it's not going to cover all of it for this question, right? But I'm going to try and answer as much as possible. Okay, let's look into it. The question goes like this. I have an acquired brain injury and have struggled with sleep ever since getting it in 2014. Doctors want me taking sedatives at night and stimulants in the morning, which I am not keen on. I can't switch off my brain. It's terribly frustrating. I have tried everything, but I refuse to go on drugs they recommended. Is there anything, is there anything that would help with my sleep? Okay, let's first look at acquired brain injuries, also short for ABI, and I'll call it ABI through this episode. So essentially, in short term, what is it? It's a brain damage that occurs after birth, okay? Uh, But we're going to go into today and talk about ABIs and sleep connection. I'm not going to go into what brain injury is and how it impacts different parts of the brain and so forth. I want to talk about specifically to sleep. So sleeping disorders are one of the unrecognized sequels, even though affects about, so this is what happens after someone has an ABI. It affects 46% of individuals with TBI, sorry, ABIs. After a mild ABI, 29% of patients have insomnia, 25% have sleep apnea, 28% hypersomnia, and 4% have narcolepsy. The type of sleep disturbance may also vary according to the number of injuries sustained. Absolutely interesting, right? So sleep, right? So essentially, the S, um, so the supercellular semic nucleus in the hypothalamus is the master regulator of a circadian rhythm. And I've talked about it before, the SC, um, SC, I've spoken about it before, and it regulates our circadian rhythm. It's a cluster of neurons known as the retricular activating system, RAS, expands into the hypothalamus from the tegmentum of the brainstem and plays a crucial role in maintaining arousal, right? So a few factors come into play directly, and these are the things that can cause the issues with sleep. And this is very sciencey, but if you want to know, this is what it is, right? Essentially, one of them is... Diffuse anormal injury, DAI, that's what it is, stands for, occurring within the arousal and or sleep regulation system that has been implicated as a possible cause. So that is an injury um, caused on that part, right? Uh, Disturption of hormonal system, 
also, which includes histamines, melatonin, and so forth. Damage to the retinal hypothalamic tract, which coordinates the hypothalamic circadian pacemaker with the light-dark cycle can lead to abnormal programmed circadian rhythms which impacts our sleep dramatically number four is genetic so per3 is one of the many polymorphic genes that are involved in the regulation of circadian rhythm so essentially these are the few factors that come into play when someone has a um when someone has an abi that play come into play. There are other things also, such as fatigue, depression, anxiety, medication, comorbidities, right? Essentially, what I'm trying to say here is, and I could talk so much more about it, but I'm here to answer that question quickly uh, within 10 minutes, but sleep needs to be resolved, okay? Because untreated sleep disturbance followed by TBI can lead to serious consequences with respect to an individual's cognitive function so essentially i guess what needs to be done is is uh figure out what part of that is actually causing the sleep is it the dia is it the distribution of the hormonal system is it damage to the retinoid hypothalamic tract is it genetics um because what happened is when that brain injury occurred the genetics got switched on right all right but some questions that i have for you is right what was said to you when it occurred right what did they say what was there any physical damage to the brain and what part of the brain got damaged because if we understand what part of the brain got damaged we know what to do right what was then done straight after the tbi uh what drugs were you taking what was the side effects what happened straight after it do you have any comorbidities conditions right heart disease diabetes so forth what is your current diet like are you on any medications are you on any current supplements do you drink alcohol do you smoke do you drink coffee what was your sleep like before you had the injury and what is your sleep like now what is the main difference there like for example some people say oh i used to uh, go to bed at 10 p.m and now people say i only go to bed after 1 a.m what's the difference do you have pain is the issue falling asleep or is the issue staying asleep do you dream um, what is your sleep hygiene like? What do you do about two hours before bed? Do you have a sleep routine? Do you wear pajamas? Do you have a schedule? Is your life routine or is it all over the place? Do you see an osteopath? Have you tried cognitive behavioral therapy? Insomnia? Have you had sleep apnea? Do you have bruxism where you grind your teeth? All of these affect what the treatment would be right and i sounds a lot of questions and a lot of things but these are questions that you need to ask yourself and come kind of to a conclusion of what what is happening what would i do right essentially i would review the medication i'm on i know you said you don't want to be taking any medication but i'm unsure if you're taking any other medication so put out the medication that's in front of you talk to a health profession understand how these medications may impact your sleep or how they may benefit your sleep Review your condition for professional. Like I said earlier, understand which part of the brain has been damaged, if there has been physical damage to the brain, um, and then also how that part of the brain impacts sleep, right? And, and then what can be done about it, right? Look into cognitive behavioral insomnia therapy, if you haven't done that before. Absolutely amazing. Look into phytotherapy, light exposure. A study actually looked into the effects of light exposure as a stimulant in the um, uh, brain brain damage population, in the individuals who've had an injury to their brain. And it showed reduced fatigue and daytime sleepiness with blue light therapy compared with the use of 
modafillin for six weeks. This is comparing it to a medication. And this is just light therapy. Light therapy does wonders. It is amazing. I use light therapy for myself during winter. Um, so it does, as these studies say, it shows a huge, huge, amazing improvement with individuals who've had an acquired brain injury. Absolutely amazing. The other thing is look into look into cranesanal therapy with an osteopath, look into acupuncture, look into your transmitters. What is your transmitter balance at? Have you done a quiz to understand where your transmit tra neurotransmitters are? Are you lacking any neurotransmitters? Do you have too much of any neurotransmitters to understand because they directly impact our sleep? Look at your hormones because we need to look at our hormones because it directly impacts sleep. What are your melatonin levels and so forth? Look at your blood test cortisol levels throughout the day. So it's called the saliva test that you do four times during the day so we can see when your cortisol goes up and down because if our cortisol is up, it's not going to produce any melatonin, which means we can't get to bed. We can't sleep. Uh, I look at count. I would look at counseling for myself because that is a trauma that has occurred, and counseling and, and or whatever that looks like for you. If that's counseling, if that's um, some type of healing, whatever that looks like for you, that's what I would do. Um, I would look at resetting my circadian rhythm. Uh, revised strategies for managing various circadian rhythms disorders include a combination of light and melatonin therapy. So these are the types of things how you can reset your circadian rhythm because if you're not sleeping at night, your circadian rhythm must be all over the place. But is that because there is damage to your SCN or is it because of other things? This is what needs to be looked at. I would look into a sleep lamp. I would 100% work with a professional because this is very serious. Uh, it's not only very serious, it can also be very deliberating because if you're not sleeping, you are not yourself, right? You're not healing if you're not sleeping. And if after the injury you haven't slept, you may have not healed. So this is where it's absolutely key to get things going and heal. Because untreated sleep disturbance followed by a brain injury can lead to potential of the injury at the cellular level, leading to cognitive dysfunction. And sleep is essential for the optimal function of the glymphatic system, which is the waste clearance path of the central nervous system. Therefore, sleep disruption may lead to reduced clearance of these toxins being accumulated, right? And waste products, which can lead on to beta amyloids, which essentially leads on to Alzheimer's and so forth. And we don't want that happening. So essentially, it depends what your goal is. But if sleep is your goal, work with a healthcare professional, ask yourself those questions. I mentioned some things that I would do. Look into those. And I hope that this sheds some light to your question. Anyone who's listening who may have this issue or know someone who has this issue, share this episode. So if you know someone who needs to hear this, and if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me on Instagram at mihaila.raguz, and I'll be in touch with you and hopefully answer your question via the Natural Health Podcast. Remember, the missing link between failure and success is your health, and remember to join the Natural Health newsletter below, clicking the link below, and the newsletter will be sent to you every Friday with bonuses, specials, and a summary of the week's episodes. Thank you so much. Remember, the missing link between failure and success is your health.
content and information provided here is opinion of Mahela Raguse and is for information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahela Raguse does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing or reading this content. And in the circumstances shall the Natural Podcast, Mahela Raguse, any guests or contributors to the Natural Podcast, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Mahela Raguse be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the Natural Podcast. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please note if you're taking prescription, do not stop your medication or start a new protocol, including but not limited to supplements, diet, lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional. If you or any person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the natural podcast or in any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. Neither Mahela Raguz nor the publisher of this context takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in the educational content.